A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby, and this is Ashley. I oh know, just a refresher since it's been so long. How long has it been? Uh, I mean, I guess we touched base in December with the Evermore release. November? When did she release that? Oh my gosh, we're so bad. <laughs> it's been a while. Know. I think it was November. a whole child. It, it, um, it, it, it was, was released de- December 11th. December because I was in Utah yeah, for Christmas. Yeah. 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 So that was our second surprise album of the year. I was on maternity leave. We got on to do a a crossover episode with my other podcast, P.S. You're Wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, We did our really just rough reactions to Evermore. And now we've had three months to to process that, to process folklore. We just had the Grammys this week. Like lots has been happening. So we figured we'd jump on and kind of talk to each other, talk to you guys about all things Taylor. So, you know, the one thing that I I think was breaking news recently was I was scrolling through my feed and I keep on seeing these really, really cute like photos of a baby. Pretty sure it's your baby. But there was this random (laughs) girl with blonde hair with the baby. And I was like, who? (laughs) Who is that? Who stole her baby? And who's that hot girl with like this blonde hair giving me like high-end vibes? (laughs) Shelly, you went blonde. (laughs) I know. I did. I – Yes, I did. I have been good. thinking about it and I had planned to get my hair done last year in March before my trip to Amsterdam. That was the plan. And then literally the week I was committed, I was like, I'm doing it. COVID happened. Oh. <laughs> and so I kiboshed that. I didn't go to a salon for a year. And so this this time I was I literally scheduled an appointment finally. And then the freak winter storm in Houston happened, and so we had to cancel it. And I was like, this is a curse. Like, I shouldn't do this, but I went ahead and did it. So hopefully the universe um, manages to accept uh, the new me because it really was putting up a fight there for a while. I know. You, you're um, you're putting up a fight with Taylor for her reinvention. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you, I, you can pull off that blonde hair so well. I am Thank just you. That means a lot coming from you. You're like my resident blonde friend, really. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm not the only blonde. Yay. I was like, I miss Ashley so much. I must become her. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get a piece of that. Speaking yeah. <laughs> of people who miss us, this was literally 15 minutes ago. I'm not even joking. Mm. So on Facebook, and I was just kind of like scrolling. And then I, I'm part of, I've talked about this all the time, the mm-hmm. Swifterino group yes. with all the Swifties has like 2,000, 3,000 people, people who love murder and my <laughs> podcast, my favorite murder podcast and Taylor Swift. It's like a perfect crime right there. Yeah. Um, so someone, I, I saw someone like say some, I saw a, something that says, Shelby's an Ashley show. And I was like, what? <laughs> who? And it was a comment. Someone was commenting on a post. So we have a listener, Ashley, who I love her name. Ashley. Yeah, of course. She had posted and she's like, what's your favorite Taylor related podcast? I'm a big Swiftish fan, but they've been on a break and I need a fix since <laughs> since Taylor's been feeding us so well. And I was kind of just like scrolling through the comments and tried to find that one. And Daryl Milton, who listens to us like all the time, gave the funniest um, – review for us because he <laughs> he said I've listened to some others but Shelby and Ashley show just seems to be the best to listen to they're Aww. not the most professional they're not the most knowledgeable <laughs> they totally miss some obvious things but they are fun to listen to it's the personalities that make me listen to any podcast no matter the topic you can't <laughs> fake the chemistry Ashley and Shelby have so <laughs> Like it was just, and oh, I kind of commented. I was like, "Guess what we're doing in 15 minutes?" So it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's kismet. It's just perfect yes. that we I, are. Um, I think we're pretty knowledgeable, but I mean, I, I, I mean, guess we. we he's probably things. talking about me. Like <laughs> she, they missed the nose on that one. Like, did no. you hear what Ashley said? What theory is she's talking about? It's probably our Evermore <laughs> reactions where we were both like, mm, "Nah." <laughs> I know a lot of people kind of like throw us under the bus for that yeah, but yeah. i gave evermore another listen today because 
you know, remote working, I usually listen to my music in the car Mm -hmm. because I can't work and listen to music. I'll just like zone out and like start Mm -hmm. singing songs. It was really foggy this morning. I was driving my dog to get teeth cleaning at like five o'clock in the morning. And it was like that fog was rolling in. It It was dusk and Evermore was playing. And it was like the perfect mood. So I was like really like feeling ever more this morning because of the setting and the time and it was yeah. it was great. Well, I, I was it. curious. I mean, I spent the greater part of last year and then this year working on my Taylor Swift rankings where I went through every single song she's released. Uh-huh. And so that forced me to revisit Evermore after my initial lukewarm reaction Mm -hmm. and it has been kind of interesting because I feel like what I've decided (laughs) and I know we're like so out of order on like all things to discuss but you got me going um this is a a surprise episode for everybody there we have no format very low prep just like word vomiting you guys we (laughs) last four or five months we're like let's get it all out exactly um but no so I feel like my conclusion on evermore the album is I think Evermore has some of her best songs, but I think Folklore is the better album overall. And I think it's sort of a weird dichotomy because if you if you look at my list, which I'm sure you have thoughts on, um, <laughs> there are three Evermore tracks that went into the top 10. And I was like so shocked at this because I really struggle. Like when someone's like, oh, rank your Taylor Swift albums. Evermore is like bottom three for me. And I think I I resist a lot of the songs on it. But then when you sit down and you listen to it, you're like, actually, you know, this is like a vibe. Like I do kind of like this. Like it is working for me. So I don't know if it is that you have to be in the right mood, the right frame, the right setting. Or we were just... I don't know. I, I It was right after I had a baby. I was very tired. Maybe I just didn't get it. But <laughs> it's been something I'm wrestling with. Well, we were just so into folklore. And folklore, yeah. like we said, it had more of um, a variety of different tones, different beats, different production, different – And you know, we were just there. And then she threw Evermore at us. And to me, it was just – I was just drinking from a fire hose and I couldn't get it all in. Yeah. It was just like <laughs> yeah. too much coming at me. And now that it's – I've like taken some time, stepped back. We weren't like listening to the song every single week for our podcast, been able to really like enjoy it. And this is yeah. by far her most mature album. Like you just yeah. like, you, and I, and you not mature, but like it just, every single album kind of fits where she is at life. You know, right now she's in her thirties. Um, there's like real life problems going on right now. And she's not really like in that la la land of like oh everything's black and white i'm in love i'm not in love but there's yeah. like so it's like her great album there's so much in the right. middle you know when you realize oh okay like it's not, not all yeah. unicorns and yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> neon signs and and parades and counting and yeah. um, spelling and yeah <laughs> actually this has been the the worst part of motherhood by far is i worked really hard in utero to make my daughter love Taylor Swift. I was yeah. told that if you pick a song, the it'll comfort the baby. So okay. I decided Lover would be my baby's song. And we listened to it every day, basically for like six months or whatever, once I started doing this. But it does nothing for her. The The song that like gets her the most excited you know, about is life oh, no. is oh, no. me. No. <laughs> And like without fail, every time it comes on, she's just giggly, happy baby. And I'm like, I mean, I can't be mad because I think like four month old babies is the target audience for that song. Oh, you we just lost like a lot of listeners right now. Like that's I'm just I gotta be honest. People are mad now. Those are facts. So you guys, so like Shelby said, she listed out all of mm. every single song that Taylor yes. has written, every single <laughs> one. And there are, oh my gosh, I'm trying to scroll up. It was I'm like 167. To, 167. And you guys, she put so much work into it. I, <laughs> so I, I, she went through like how she, she rated it. It wasn't just based off of like a, oh, I love it. I hate it. This production. She did. She based it off of lyrics, production, the acclaim. Like I, I'm guessing the acclaim, like the reviews it's it's gotten, yeah, popularity, like, yeah. and then her personal feeling. Mm-hmm. And each one had like a, 
higher value. So yeah. her personal feelings was kind of on the lower totem pole. Like I think like the top was 10 yeah. and then for lyrics the top was 40. So she wasn't like yeah. putting her feelings above the rest. So I, yeah, could, I, mean, I like sat back, I relaxed and I was like, you want to know what? She put so much time into this. I'm not going to feel jaded if one of my favorite songs doesn't make the top. It, I, I was just really enthralled and the whole time when I was – reading this i was like someone needs to hire you on buzzfeed to make <laughs> lists because you guys she just is so witty all the time um i want to oh let me man see. i've missed this like i know you compliment me so so kindly it, it's, it's always a serotonin hit for me so how many songs did you 167 yeah 167 and speaking of me me is 159 and this is an example of like what she put this cotton candy fueled lead single felt like a thousand steps back for our usual self-aware queen and sure some might argue it's fun or cute or for the younger crowd but to that i say there are plenty of options (laughs) to come on this list they have a better rhyme scheme um but you know Baby, your baby loves it. I know. Loves it. And <laughs> yeah, I have to it was like, I, and I really, like, you did a lot of research because you had to go, yeah, first of all, you had to, you listened to the lyrics and the production, and, but you also looked at the claim, the award, <laughs> the was, reviews. It oh was a mess. I mean, first I just tried to do it by personal taste, mm-hmm. but then I was like, I don't know. I wanted to spice things up. And so then I was like, oh, I'll do a rubric. Like how this will make it easier. But no, it didn't. Well, you know what you should add to this just for me who I'm like have ADD. You should actually do like an Excel sheet. And then that's how I did it. Yeah. Do you want the... Yeah. You want the link? I'll give it to you. Give me that link because I cause like because yeah. like it's nothing to do with you, but I'm like the fact that I read all of this, you have to like give me like thirteen dollars. Not because it's bad, but because like yeah. when I when I get a text that's like a paragraph long, I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, I can't read that. And it could be the most important text of my lifetime. But I'm like, I, I know. can't. But I read yeah. all of this and I know you were super like afraid that there are a few songs that I was going to like be really offended by and I knew as soon as you said which song it was going to be and it was Wonderland (laughs) um and I'm not offended at all primarily because you put so much work into it and you put a lot of thought it wasn't like I hate that song like you did with me um (laughs) (laughs) but it also it also made Mm. 113 so in my heart yes it, it wasn't even intentional. It wasn't intentional, but it was 113. And I, and I got a shout out. Apologies yeah. to my co-host. <laughs> Ashley, please don't hate me. Makes me even happier. So yeah. one question I do have. Mm. So oh, speaking yes, of your top is. 10, mm-hmm. I'm scrolling, mm-hmm. I'm looking. Mm-hmm. What made 13 and was that intentional for you? Dear John made 13. Was that intentional? It was not. It was actually the top 10 was sort of where I was like, well, I don't know if I want to do this rubric thing because it's really not like my favorites. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I, I think for the most part, the first five, yes. I, the exceptions are probably blank space. I'm trying to remember what's in the top 10 versus top 20. So top like, 10, State of Grace, Blank Space, Happiness, Marjorie, oh, yeah. The Last Great American Dynasty, Champagne Problems, Death by a Thousand Cuts, New Romantics, Lover, Man, and you guys guessed it. Writer. All too well. Number one. I just, yeah, that was one thing that struck me doing this list is that even if a song that's not my favorite, such as like Blank Space, which I, I just have never been like, like once it's on, I enjoy it, but it, it's not when I seek out, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when I was making this list, I was kind of like, I just, I don't know. It's kind of like, well, is this forgettable? But then once it's on, you're like, damn, this girl knows how to write a song. And that is why we have a podcast. That's why, you know, she managed to turn out two record-breaking albums in a year where creativity was dead for the majority of people. And then um, she just won a Grammy for it, for Folklore. So that was Sunday. Did you you watch? Did you enjoy? Where were your thoughts on that? Yes. So I watched it. I watched all of it. I had my cardigan on. I had a (laughs) t-shirt on that said, I'm owned by Taylor Swift. My corgi (laughs) was watching it with me. Um, I was getting really nervous because, first of all, of course, they like – 
they, they keep you there the whole time. Like yeah. for record of the year and album of the year, they keep you there because that's the last one that they're going to announce. And she, I think she was nominated for six ones. And I think she has like nine Grammys and I was hoping she'd get four so she can have 13 Grammys because 31, 13, perfect, yeah. perfect number. But every Grammy she was nominated for, I was like, nope, 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 sorry, nope, which – I get there are a lot of great songs that did come out and a lot of important, influential songs. And I wasn't offended by any means, but I was right. still like, dang it, no 13, no 13. And of course, she hasn't, she's never gotten Song of the Year, right? Like, never. No, I don't think so. She's which, been nominated a few times, but never ever. Which just makes me shocked that she's never gotten Song of the Year, but um, I don't remember who got it. I'm not offended at who got it. I'm just shocked. But then she got, oh, she got the album of the year, and I'm so yes. happy. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was a little thrilled. Um, I took a little video of it. My dog thought I was crazy. <laughs> but one thing that um, impressed me a lot was she let Aaron Dessner speak before she did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he's ever gotten a Grammy or ever, like, have been on stage didn't to accept a Grammy. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure his history, but he was – he just seems like a sweet guy. Like, he's really not who I, I had no idea who he was before this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he first popped up in Long Pond Sessions, I was like, oh, I, is. I didn't, I wouldn't have pictured this, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> he's a very soft-spoken, sweet-seeming guy. And so he just gave a, a simple thank you to his family and his team. And then she took it over and first person she thanked was Joe. Yes. It was sweet. That was really yeah, sweet. Yeah, shout out, which is uh, <laughs> mirrored in her song Coney Island from the, which is one I really didn't enjoy on ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of that when um, I was listening to Coney Island. I was, yeah. like, she said like I forgot your name at the podium, and I was yes. like, oh, she didn't forget Joe's name, and then I was like, yeah. oh, Shelby does not like the song. <laughs> Yeah. comes hand in hand I'm glad I'm glad you're that's always in the back of your mind um yeah no I didn't watch the Grammys but I obviously followed along on Twitter yeah. and people were aghast at the Harry Styles of it all so watching in real time did you like notice anything did because because I saw like behind the scenes stuff but yeah it wasn't like they interacted on stage ever no they never interacted on stage and I don't really think that I think the videos of them talking that wasn't actually on the Grammys at least I didn't see it um being aired I believe that it was like after the fact people Mm -hmm. had like videos or maybe it could have been a snippet that I just didn't see because it was like three hours long during the Haler moment during the hater moment, um, you know, I could have been like, I don't know, petting my dog at that, that yeah. time. But they were talking and everyone was like freaking out online like, oh, my gosh, we yes. have this moment. And then, you know, gave all these theories to – and the best memes came from it too. Like yes. him telling her, I'm a better driver, like all this stuff. But, yeah. you know, a lot of people are like, oh, okay. Like are we getting like a, a Haler collab coming up? Because, you know, we – we do know that, you know, Fearless is the next album coming out, which so excited. We haven't yes. talked about that. We oh get six gosh, bonus qu- right. bonus tracks on that. April 9th, we're, it's, it's perfect time for us to come back from the dead, you know, because <laughs> so much is, is being thrown at us. But, you know, when we had Love Story released, it was with, uh, it was with uh, Ryan Reynolds' weird commercial about the yeah. devil and quarantine and why COVID happened and everything (laughs) and we had love story in the background and then now we got I think it was for that cartoon that Jake Gyllenhaal ironically untamed is in and you have um you you have wildest dreams in the background (laughs) so everyone's thinking which is just delightful because the last time we heard wildest dreams on tv it was during uh the bridgerton sex montage so she's really just showing her range by now pairing it with a children's (laughs) animated film about horses which i loved the 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 instruments and the the yes, acoustic yeah. of I think it's acoustic I don't know I loved everything to do with Dill with uh, Wildest Dreams and Bridgerton it was, yeah. <laughs> I was like I know this song I'm like am yeah. I distracted because of this love scene or like what yeah. <laughs> Taylor like, getting you know, me so excited yeah <laughs> I, I should not be feeling this way about Wildest Dreams but <laughs> I 
about Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. But so 1989 is probably going to be the next one. I'm guessing. I don't know. Maybe I might be totally off. Daryl, no, sorry. I mean it's all it's all kind of weird. I feel like she mm-hmm. has to release all of the re-recordings within the calendar year because otherwise, like, what is she doing with her life? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure it'll be staggered over the next nine months. But I do feel like it's just going to be this weird mess of releases and possible singles and some promotion, but maybe just surprise drops elsewhere. So I don't know. Now, are you are you a a believer of the theory of the, the three albums because no. <laughs> it's still going strong. Like I, I, know. I, I caved, I caved and I got a TikTok. And yes. I have a lot of, you know, things thrown at me from like Taylor Swift, the bachelor, all these things from all these like different avenues that I have, like my fandoms. Yeah. And the latest one, you guys, this episode's all over the place because <laughs> everything's just all over the place. Um, she has a scrunchies and they're like three right. different colors yes. scrunchies. Yeah. And everyone's like, the blue, this blue scrunchie. Like, that's a third album. There's yeah. there's three candles. I think there's three candles. There's three candles. There's mm-hmm. three scrunchies. Like, there's another one coming out. So it's just uh it'll I be just, interesting if I she can't. releases all of her re-recordings. Yeah. And then which, speaking mm, of which, I think she said she's re-recording six albums. Yeah. Which would mean reputation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So I feel like here's where I'm at with the, the theories that re-releases all of it. Um, I really believe her when she says that the Evermore was kind of a surprise and she hadn't been planning it. Yeah. And that it just kind of happened while they were talking, doing the Long Pond Studio session. And and I believe her when she says that she's exhausted and she can't write more. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I believe her when she, I believe there's a difference in how she did the Folkmore promotion, which is where she let Aaron Dessner did all the talking. And then suddenly with Evermore, she's like, nah, I'll take the spotlight now. And she did a bunch of interviews, a bunch of like uh, radio interviews, Zane Lowe, podcast, blah, blah, blah. And so I feel like that distinction has to mean that it was a, it was a new, it was a wrap on an era. But I will say there was an interesting, uh, uh, coincidence pointed out, which is that during the Grammys or after the Grammys, she posted a picture of the team and she said, the fans are the reason we're floating tonight. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor Nation posted a, I don't know when they post this. Someone just screenshotted the two things. So this, this came out around fearless where mm-hmm. when the fearless announcement where they said we're floating on a balcony of new merchandise. <laughs> yeah. And so the floating, the floating, the floating word the, that is giving me pause because she did a similar thing where she was like, Oh, sitting in this chair, like it is the damn season or whatever she said in an interview that was then a precursor for evermore. So she has laid these little clues before mm-hmm. and floating seems like a weird enough phrase that I'm like, what does this mean? Some people brought up the fact that fearless has an unreleased track or there was an unreleased track around the same time that she released fearless that has the, um, word floating in it I don't know I don't know how people find these secret tracks and I mean they're on YouTube so but I don't know how they found them in the first place and so maybe that's what she's giving a nod to but it feels too like that's too small potatoes for her so maybe it would be something like a whole album but that just seems outrageous that even she could churn out not only six re-releases but now an additional new album I know there's so much. <laughs> it's like, does she sleep? Does she? Yeah. Like, does she relax? Like, what is she doing? <laughs> she has so much going on. And I'm just here being like, oh, I'm so excited for the six unreleased songs. <laughs> and then if she throws another yeah. album at me, I'm going to, I, it's too I, much. I have to quit. I have to yeah. quit. I have to quit life. Because, like, I can't. I can't concentrate on all this stuff going on right now. And I did watch her, like, accepted speech because sometimes she takes the time to, like, either, you know, be salty, sarcastic, something, or talk about, like, the next chapter, blah, 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 whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it seemed kind of straightforward and, like, she was just relieved. She seemed emotional, honestly, about this win because I don't think she thought she would win. One, because she'd had the two losses of the night before, but also because she has, you know, as we saw in Miss Americana, which... (laughs) 
only came out last year, if you can believe it. Only a year. It feels like three years ago. A century ago. But we, ago. we saw that she was really hurt when Lover, when um, Reputation wasn't um, oh, uh, nominated for anything. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Lover didn't win anything. And was it nominated? I think Song of the Year was nominated, but she wasn't nominated for her album in any sense. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't even go to the Grammys, I don't think. And so no. then it's like here, I think she was sort of expecting not to win. One, because she's won twice already and maybe the Grammys are sick of her. Or there's all this talk about the Grammys being a popularity contest, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so when she won, she seemed really emotional. Then behind the scenes, there's a clip of her getting her picture taken with the whole team. And they're like, Jack Antonoff made some joke about, man, I was, I was really imagining feeling the different sort of thing, like implying that they thought they were going to lose. Yeah. And so I think she's excited that this has been accepted but i don't feel like she has another whole album up her sleeve i mean i wouldn't be surprised if somehow she did <laughs> like i mean you know it's taylor but i don't yeah. I just it's it's so weird to fan them you know uh, one thing that was cute was when they were taking the photos of the grammys she saw the high sisters and yes. they were like fangirling over each other it was just like <laughs> oh my gosh hi and it was it was so cute and i was like oh i want a friendship where like <laughs> once i see somebody everything like, i just have like the horse's vision. I don't see anything else. Yeah. I'm just going to like run up to them and scream my head off. It's, yeah. it's adorable. It um, is very sweet. So the Hyam sisters performed. I think they they like one of the first performers in the Grammys. And then we also got to see Taylor, Jack, and Aaron take the stage. Did you watch that? Yeah, I did. I wasn't that uh, – I wasn't that impressed. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I guess it wasn't like everything about it was stunning. She was beautiful. She sounded great. But I kind of wished that the medley was more seamless because it just kind of felt kind of. <laughs> now I just sound like I always have to complain about something. No, but I really loved the dress. Honestly, I did. I loved yes. watching her in that dress. I thought the set was really cool and proved that she could make these songs sort of a stadium moment. Mm-hmm. Not that I think she will, but there's room there for these songs to make sense in future tours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of all together, I was sort of like, I wish there'd been something spicier, I guess, thrown in there, like something to link the three songs a little better. You didn't it was think just it was spicy of... when she started doing her witching, witching dances? <laughs> yeah, no, that around. was close. I, I got on the edge of my seat. I was like, here we go. No, oh. it was. <laughs> and then the wink when she says she comes back stronger than a 90s yeah, yeah. trend. It was like wink. it was like three mini performances, which yeah. each mini performance was good. But mm-hmm. all together, I was just kind of like. I, I had expected maybe something more uh, cohesive. Well, everyone <laughs> thought that the, she was going to be doing the love triangle, which she did two oh, of, yeah. of the love yeah. triangle. So I was really surprised because she did uh, she did Cardigan and then she did – I believe she did August, right? Yes. And yeah. then she – and then I was expecting Betty, which kind of would have like brought the tempo up a little bit more, just yeah. kind of going, you know – bring the energy right. up but then she did willow which was an interesting um choice i I'm not, i wasn't surprised by it because it was her single for evermore yes. but i just thought maybe she'd stick to folklore and yeah. i thought maybe betty because you know everyone first of all everyone was theorizing that and i was like yeah it makes sense and then she was like yeah. no i'm not doing that i'm doing willow and i'm dancing like a witch <laughs> on stage yeah i mean it was a nice moment to have aaron desner to have mm-hmm. jack antonoff it was really fun to see live music again you know even though it was on my screen and <laughs> and um, recorded you weren't yeah, watching live yeah you're right i didn't watch it live even but it was just kind of like i guess it was more i just yeah it it, it felt just kind of like I don't know what I wanted, but it wasn't quite the itch I was hoping would be scratched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But did it you like no, it as you were watching? It, it was no WAP like Cardi yeah. B. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that. Um, you know, I was kind of like sitting down. I was just in a very zen mood. It was yeah, very yeah. relaxing. Like, okay, yeah. And I, I love that she was barefoot on stage at the Grammys. Yes. I'm like, this woman can do anything. Um, and I, I – think and i think taylor should start a band with the two of them they could really you know go places with that (laughs) um but a lot of people were theorizing that you know when you look at the the state of the house like the the little like Mm -hmm. cabin structure everyone was like 
Oh my gosh, that is the lover house. That's where the attic is. It looks exactly like that. Like she put it on stage. I um, like I, I didn't think that at first. I thought like, oh, okay, this is yeah, we're, yeah. we're like this is the folklore. This it is looks a- like the folklore cabin. It looks like yeah. the long pond vibes. That's I what I felt. But then I was like, I can give some backing to that theory. Like, oh, Taylor and Joe were up in the attic just writing music together, <laughs> yeah. and she was singing everything to him. But yeah. My mind did not go there. And I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. It was sort of like, and this was something that made me interested in what you thought too, is because we've talked a lot about like Taylor's singles choices. That's something that's been talked about throughout her career. Uh And obviously I felt like me was a huge misstep as far as a first single goes. Like even if she wanted to keep it on the album, I just, I think it was a horrible choice to have it be her lead single. Yeah. (laughs) But... Um, it was interesting that Grammys, like you said, have never given her a song of the year. And I think the problem is that she often holds out on some of her best songs and buries them as sort of things that never see the light of, never see like the popularized, uh, you know, general public. Um, and so, you, because she was singing Cardigan, which is a beautifully written song. Cardigan is a stunning achievement of lyric alone. It's a lot harder, I think, for people outside of the fandom to, like, love. Like, I think the general public accepted Last Great American Dynasty. Mm -hmm. They liked Exile a lot more. And I think Cardigan is one that's just people forget about. And so watching her sing it and then watching her transition to August, like, August, too, was one of those songs that people enjoyed because it was more poppy. It had more of that, like, um, kind of, I don't know, like, it it was the pop track on folklore folklore and then she went into willow which again was a lead single that kind of fizzled like obviously it depends how you define fizzled because it went to number one i'm pretty sure on the hot hot 100 list Mm -hmm. but it just has fizzled as far as which tracks people gravitate to and so i just feel like kind of curious if (laughs) taylor will ever ever master this um this single list or if her singles are just cursed and and it doesn't matter if she manages to put the best one out there. It just won't ever win a Grammy. You know what I mean? Okay. So looking at folklore, which songs, if you were to put one as a single, would you have open folklore with? Mm, like the lead single? The lead single that people would like that song of the year. Because a lot of yeah, the song, yeah. song of the years that were nominated were really songs that, I don't impacted right. – you know, what was going on, the time, you know, have yeah. made a statement. Yeah, no, I don't think Taylor would ever have won single this time because exactly that. I think I think that award tends to be more of the of the like popular kid. You know what I mean? Like it's usually the the billboard charter. And so I don't know what I would have changed. I guess I wasn't like I don't know. The folklore is hard because I really love like songs like Mirrorball, The Last Great American Dynasty, The One. I feel like those are really good songs, mm-hmm. but I don't know if people would have been happy with those as singles either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like I was surprised Exile didn't get a little love. I think it was nominated for um, group performance, so it was a little weirder of a category. Yeah. And the um, fact that Bon Iver was there, I, like, I love Exile. And I was just like, oh, like, maybe that'll give it, you know, because people kind of, like, hate on Taylor with the Grammys, you know, the Academy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe that, yeah. that'll give her some clout. But right. super surprised that didn't get it. You know what I was surprised didn't happen is what? I thought she might pull up the Heim sisters to do Nobody, No Crime. Oh, my gosh. That would have made my day. <laughs> that would have been so I great. I guess, it, like, she wasn't nominated for Evermore, so maybe that was reason to give pause. But I feel like that could have energized the group too, you know, and Mm -hmm. obviously it doesn't fit thematically with most of the other songs on either album. So it'd be hard to do a medley, but it just seems like if anyone could have pulled something off, it would have been Taylor Swift. I know. I know. I mean, (laughs) I love all her all too well performance. Like I don't think anything could really beat her all too well performance at the Grammys. Yeah, no, that was a great moment. That's such a great. And like honestly, flipping. the Grammys are like whatever. I think Taylor still holds on to them just because that is the way to get. Um, that is still a sign of respect from her industry. So of course mm-hmm. it like matters to her. Obviously, they had some 
not scandals necessarily, but but some performers have again and again pointed out that there's some double standards in the Grammys process, that there's um, unfair profiling that mm-hmm. seems to happen. And so will the Grammys lose any of its stock either in the general public or in Taylor's mind? I don't know. I feel like that's going to be a hard a hard battle to win just because it's really is like the only prestigious music award show. Mm-hmm. And so I, mean, I feel like kids always choice awards. Yeah. Where yeah. you'll get like <laughs> slimed, right? Yeah. There's that <laughs> and the VMAs, but that's all videos. So it's yeah. kind of like, we'll see. Do you think Evermore will get a nominee <sighs> nominated for best album next year? I mean, I don't. So part of me thinks no, not because it's not a, good album but it just was back to back with like right. folklore and mate and it's like she said her sister album mm-hmm. even though it made such a big pop it's at the beginning of the year i feel like if you're gonna not like shoot for album of the year you kind of want to do it in the middle of the year so yeah. that i feel like that's gonna get the most impact you know I don't know. Maybe it will be. I wouldn't, you know, I think she has to submit it. So if she submits We're like, it, we will not be wrong. We will just. <laughs> I know. Like, say Daryl, either way. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the point. And I just, I don't know how that is because it's such yeah. a, such a long game. Oh, yeah. I, you know, if, if you want to put something towards the Grammys, you kind of do like, you have like the scientific method of when you're going to release, how you're going to release, even with folklore. I know it seems like. Taylor was like, hey, next day I'm releasing it. But she released it at a perfect time. It wasn't, you know, back to back. I I feel like Folklore made the umph that she really wanted Mm. it. And it happened. It worked. Yeah, it'd be surprising if – I mean, I I do not think she'd win Album of the Year again. One, because she just won. And two, because it is – there is something about it that feels – far too linked to folklore to stand on its own you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i don't think it could i mean kind of pull that off sister just made (laughs) history you know not not beyonce history (laughs) definitely not beyonce history because beyonce is in her own her league of her own but she's the the only i think the only woman to win song of the year three times which is super exciting for her and i'm happy you know it's getting the the recognition that red never got which kind (laughs) of leads me down another point of we have Fearless coming out. We have all yes. these new songs coming out. And she's going to be, you know, it's Taylor's version, which I think is really cute. And she's mm-hmm. going to be re-releasing these new songs. And yes. um, I tried to do some research. I Like two or three months ago, people are asking these questions and I saw the answer, but I forgot. <laughs> can these songs, can, can these albums or these new songs be nominated for Grammys? Uh, yes. Technically, the rules of a Grammy nominee is just that it's new recording. Okay. So technically they fit. I do so not think Red, Red has, will a, get has a chance. Is that what you're saying? I do not <laughs> think that any of her old albums will ever be nominated for album of the year ever yeah. again. But she might stand a chance with some of these bonus tracks getting surprise nominations in like the song categories. And with these bonus songs, you know, because, you know, I when you're when I was reading your list and I saw that, you know, like, oh, Taylor wrote this when she was nine. Taylor yeah. wrote this when she was 16. Like some of those songs, because I'm assuming she's grabbing songs from that area, yes. you know, that era that she wrote. I wonder if she, one, improved. And of course, she's going to have like better vocals than she ever yeah. did when she first recorded them. But if she's going to maybe take a stab at rewriting those mm, unreleased songs Provocative. just so that you know because like they're not official it's not like she needs right. to stick to the game because people have heard some of those unreleased songs already mm-hmm. but she doesn't need to stick to the game and make love story sound like love story because that's what everyone right. expects so with these bonus songs is she gonna kind of like play her hand that's and like do her creative touch up. too yeah i I mean, it'd be hard, like speaking as someone who has had a background in creative writing, it's really hard to like let a rough draft go forward when Mm -hmm. you know you can improve it. So I can't imagine that she'd be reading these old lyrics that didn't make the cut originally and be like, oh, like maybe I can fix this here, do this here. Uh But that opens a sort of ethical (laughs) question right it's like wow she said in her release of fearless that these are how she originally intended the album ergo there has to be that original 
sense to it, right? Like mm-hmm. she can't go back now and fix things to, you know, alter history. It seems like we need to get these these chapters of her as she was when she was writing Fearless, when she was writing Speak Now, when she was writing Debut. And I think that would be part of the fun, right, is to see 14-year-old Taylor's songwriting during Debut compared to what she was pulling off on the sidelines during 1989. Yeah. And how you said that, you know, how she intended them to be. I wonder if there's going to be some changes to some stuff because, you know, Big Machine, her record label might have been like, maybe they didn't want her to release those songs or maybe she don't, they don't want her to sing it like, you know, in that tune. You know, I don't know how much control they had over like all of her music. Well, they have control of all of her music until she really releases them. (laughs) But, uh, you know, what say they had in some of the stuff. So it'll be interesting if there are any like, distinct changes and the songs that aren't like the you belong with me songs the love story songs you know like the the songs that you know we as a fandom might really like but really never hit home with anyone else yeah I don't know I don't think my guess would be and this is one of those instances where I could be very wrong (laughs) is that she won't touch anything that she released because she knows that comparison is like the thief of joy so to speak and so I feel like it will be verbatim the same but even love story sounds really great yeah there's like a distinct difference in the quality of the uh production the the audio Mm -hmm. track like and it does feel more mature in some sense as if she's singing more wistfully rather than like romantic so there's like little details what i'm more curious about is she says in her original statement that um i'm trying to get the exact wording so she has decided to include six never before released songs on my version of this album written when I was between the ages of 16 and 18. These are the ones it killed me to leave behind. And so I do feel like, should she continue doing that for these other albums, which I I think she will, because one, you don't pass up an opportunity to release more songs if you're Taylor Swift. More money. Yeah. (laughs) Give give people incentive to buy the record. Because a lot of people, like a lot of people who aren't big Swifty fans, you know, they're going to be like, Oh, I already have this. Yeah. And she has this she has this mythical land now that she's acknowledged, which is the vault and just the the fervor of which <laughs> Swifties responded to this. Yeah. Of all too well. I mean if that's not on yeah. there, we're rioting. So that's what I'm more curious about. It's like, is fearless the 26 tracks, these six surprise tracks, is are some of them gonna be disappointments where it'll just be like, oh, here's um tell me why as a stripped down acoustic you know what i mean do you think she'll do that like she did on bonus albums in the past where she had like oh love story pop version no she can't because i i think that you know we'll get it and then the reviews will start coming out and people will be like oh why am i gonna buy that like yeah yeah you know, I, I think she needs that extra umph behind it. And it's yeah. so- songs that killed her to leave behind. Like, I don't think it would have killed her to leave, like, Love Story acoustic behind. Right. You know, because <laughs> that can come out, like, on a different avenue. I think yeah. it's – I hope it's going to be these songs that were never officially released mm-hmm. on any albums. And, you know, we've so, never heard them. But. Yeah, I haven't done a deep dive into like these secret tracks people have. I think they're really only from debut and fearless because mm-hmm. once she became popular, she really locked down her creative yeah. process. I'm see, I'm more excited about like 1989 oh, and I Red and, yes. and Reputation, like all these songs that like didn't make the cut because you know there was just more information about her, like mm-hmm. you know, and I, it'll be exciting for us too because it'll give us more of a reason to revisit her old Mm -hmm, albums mm -hmm. and maybe look at it with a different light. We'll get maybe more of the story that we didn't get at first. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the fun is like we saw her release babe and admit that it was originally intended for, or it was written during her red era. So we have like a taste of what is to come. Like Mm -hmm. we know these aren't going to be duds that are like scrapped for a reason, are they going to be are they going to manage to like break into her top 20 tracks of all times? That's harder we'll for see. me to <laughs> you imagine. You have to do it all over again. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> no, it's just such a journey. But I do feel like I'm I'm excited to see Damn. what she was writing about even if they don't turn out to be my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Exactly cuz your point. Like will we get the 10 minute version of All Too Well? I really believe that she will feel obligated if not excited to give some additional 
all too well cut, whether it's like actually 10 minutes or it's just like, here's an extra verse lay off me. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I think there's something coming there. Is there an album you're most excited for secret tracks from? Um, it would have to be red just because mm-hmm. I, that was like my, my album that I like yeah. feel the ties to the most. And it's also an album. It's either red or 1989 an album that's so that's far enough removed, but that's when I kind of saw her in this adult light in my right. eyes. And when she started rising to her fame and maybe she didn't put certain songs on those albums because she was being a little bit more calculated. She was under the, the public eye a little bit too much. So she thought those songs are a little too raw because she was going through huge heartbreaks during 1989 in red. Yeah. So those two songs, I'm really, ex- I'm really excited to like hear yeah. I, I'm I'm shocked that I'm not shocked. I'm excited to hear Reputation. You know, that yeah. it'll be fun to see what song she cuts out of Reputation. But if Reputation was just like what, four or five years ago, so I'm kind of like, <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's focus on like the you know, right, right in nineteen eighty nine. I do feel like the thing about Reputation that could surprise us is if there is a more quiet, raw track that just didn't make yeah. didn't fit the ambiance of about the era. Calvin. Oh, Maybe no, there is no, a no, Calvin no, song. <laughs> I mean, she might have. Trash. I mean, so it goes. No. You know. Yeah. 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 But like, I feel like, you know, she was, she was making a point with that album. And so there was like limitations placed upon it as far as sound and, and satirical. Yeah. Like real raw songs. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like New Year's Day was, was a ballad, but I wonder if there's something else similar to that. So my other question Oh, I'm I'm excited to see what she manages to squeeze out of reputation because okay. I feel okay. like it'll it'll either be more I just I feel like she kind of wants to move past that like sardonic snark sarcastic like anger mm-hmm. snake phase. Yeah. And so I don't feel like she'd revisit those songs if she had a choice to revisit more about like Joe or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. those would be the ones that did make a cut. This is all just hypothetical. <laughs> It could be that she had six iterations of Ready For It and we were just bombasted with that. But my other question is, she announced Fearless and kind of said that she wanted to do this album first. One, because it was like, it was the time she was growing and she was growing with us. Like, shout out to the old Swifties. Yeah. Um, But also because like this was her first break onto the real like global stand. And she obviously won album of the year for this album so she's starting off with a bang i assume she's gonna end with a bang what do you think her last release will be her last release i mean thematically it would be it'd be it makes sense to wrap it up with her debut album because oh interesting because she it's like look at where i came mm-hmm. from and here like where i am now but okay hold on I mean, I mean, I'm just gonna say it's either red or 1989. Yeah, I because, feel like it'll be red because yeah, because I think she appreciates that people respect that album now, and like mm-hmm. it was just on the best 100 of the decade or whatever. Yeah, and so yeah. I feel like it would end, and I think it would come out around the same time again, and thus be her fall album in the fall. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm there. I'm there. I was a little based on absolutely nothing, but oh, you know, and I was really surprised she wasn't going from like debut to reputation, kind of like how we were Mm. like, oh yeah, it just makes sense. She goes from A to C, but she's kind of like hopping in and out. And I'm like you said, I'm really interested in seeing like the reasons why she chose what she chose. Like, she's gonna do well. Duh, she's not. She's not gonna close out 1989 because that's her next one. That's stupid of me to even say that but um <laughs> i mean we don't know if it maybe she just maybe they just the horse movie really wanted wildest dreams I because I think horses are I, wild you know yeah i just very on the nose <laughs> you're very yeah. surprised if it's not there but um yeah i'm just i'm excited for all of them but i, I i'm right there with you red has to be the one she's closing out with because yeah. it has that most uh with all like the the ones that you know, you're always talking about, everyone's talking yeah. about Jake. Like, that's a thing that, like, that's folklore. <laughs> I feel like red is folklore to all of us. Yes. Like, yeah, it's, it's no. like something that you're always, like, looking back on and kind of, like, people <laughs> yeah. are making, like, big deals about, like, Taylor Swift and Jake and they're, like, evolving yes. these stories into, like, 
mythology. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would hope for a, a big, like, 30 tracks oh my God. Uh, album on that one. She clearly had a lot of material because she wrote Babe and The Theory is Better Man. Mm-hmm. was technically probably written then, too, even though some people think it was a Calvin Harris track. Well, the story's so out on that one. We're reviewing, I'm kind of like, and I don't know if we're wrapping up right now, but it kind of just like really fits right now in what we're talking about. We're talking about old Taylor, right? Like mm. things that Taylor would do back in the day. You know, t- like you look at <laughs> okay. 2016, you know, people were just like talking all about Taylor Swift's love life and, you know, <laughs> just all over the headlines. Oh, is this a tea time? Is this, this accidental is tea time? Accidental tea time because this <laughs> happened while we were taking our break, just I think just yes. like last month, if not even this month. Yeah, no. Did you watch Jenny in Georgia? <laughs> no. Okay. I didn't either. I think after – I think I watched like the first 15 minutes of it and I was like, no, nah, I'm not really interested in it. I just turned yeah. it off and I didn't watch it. So then I, ha- I saw all these people, you know, I think it was like – Respect Taylor. I don't remember what the <laughs> yeah. hashtag was. It was Respect Taylor Swift. We, yeah, Respect Taylor Swift. And I was like, what the heck? And then they're like, Ginny and Georgia, Ginny and Georgia, Ginny and Georgia. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on with this Ginny and Georgia show that I couldn't make it through? Yeah. And so apparently there's like this mom and daughter duo in this Netflix series. And, you know, the I think the mom – is like 15 years older. She, I think she had a kid when she was a teenager and she just dates mm-hmm. a lot. And then her daughter had said to her, she said, at like, I think the end of the series, uh, this, this quote, what do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. And mm-hmm. that is the spark that ignited <laughs> all the torches in the Swifty army because it was like, respect Taylor, respect Taylor. And I did not, I wasn't prepared for Taylor to come out yes. with a statement, with a tweet, with anything, because I just thought it was going to be one of those other things where Taylor just it, – it just seemed very like – Small I, potatoes. Small <laughs> potatoes, exactly. But people came out with, the, with like running yeah. like marathons to try yeah. and like, you know, defend Taylor. And so when I woke up on March 1st to this tweet that Taylor tweeted out, I was a little – I was un- I was not prepared for it, but she mm-hmm. tweeted, "Hey, Ginny and Georgia, 2010 called, and it wants its late. It wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by de- defining this horseshit as funny? Also, <laughs> Netflix after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. And then she just <laughs> had like a little screenshot of the quote: "Why do you care? You go through men faster yeah. than Taylor Swift." So before breaking down like the next phase of reactions that led to, what was your original reaction to Taylor saying that? I was like, ooh. (laughs) I was like, what? I was like, this – my thought was like, was she really offended by it or was it the fans coming to her? Mm. You know, because like people make make jokes about – and also like, I mean, it's not fair. People make jokes, have made jokes about her all the time, and she really hasn't like responded. Yeah, so I thought she would like just this, kind of like it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe yeah, yeah. So I thought maybe she was going to roll her eyes and be like, whatever. It's like a stupid show. But so yeah. I was, I was shocked that she she came for <laughs> for them. I don't think they, I don't think Netflix released a statement. I don't think oh, Jenny no. and Georgia released a statement. I did think that you know the the quote you go through men faster than Taylor Swift was like Taylor Swift said like really it's dated it's lazy yeah it's lazy it's dated um and also she was in her 20s dating like i go i went i went through men faster than taylor <laughs> swift dead like yeah. and now she's like 31 in a relationship for like what four years and so it just yeah. was kind of like why why not say you go through men faster than or you go you go through partners faster than like John Mayer or you go through partners faster <laughs> like there's so many right. other people who are like more relevant now who date more yeah it just Taylor's it, it, well, not John Mayer but I yeah. think <laughs> yeah yeah not John Mayer but I think like it's it's dated and yeah. um like it lazy exactly yeah. what she was saying <laughs> but I, I yeah. didn't expect her to to comment on it I was shocked yeah I was kind of like oh cool like 
Taylor doesn't have to take crap just because she's a public figure. Like she can say what she wants and she can do what she wants. And it was like cool that she felt empowered, I guess, to like say something because I feel like she did kind of have moments where she snarkily engaged with critics during her 199 period. And then, of course, she went kind of radio silent. And now she's been speaking out in more important ways in more like, you know, having long statements on Tumblr or her Instagram or at Billboard Music um, Women's Awards or whatever. But this just kind of did seem kind of, I don't know. It was like if Taylor Swift was allowed to just be Taylor Swift, like, sure, she can say what she wants. But what really, really bothered me is what happened after. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. was it just led to a barrage of harassment on people who had no control over a single line in a Netflix show. They they attacked the teenage actress who read a line she was paid to read and was in a show she was paid to be in. They and also who is a young girl, a young woman of color who was just like, this is a breakout opportunity for her. And now she's just being harassed by Swifties who are like, no, apologize to Taylor. It's like she did not write the script for Ginny and Georgia. And she had no reason to be like, guys, I really am like morally opposed to making this joke. And on top of that, it was not the most problematic thing to come no. out of that show at all. Like Mm-mm. not even close to some of the comments and jokes and script choices that were made in that show. Yeah. And then on top of it, Swifties decided they needed to attack Netflix because Taylor gave them permission to in their mind. And <sighs> they found the most recent tweet from Netflix that happened to be honoring Chadwick Boseman, who passed away last year to cancer, who won a posthumous um, Golden Globes. And they were congratulating him and you know, honoring his work. And they decided to firebomb this tweet with like, oh, respect to Netflix is canceled. Blah. And it's just like, it's disrespectful. And it's just an immature look because Taylor Swift just proved she can fight her own battles. Yeah. She saw your respect Taylor thing. She saw the joke. She made her statement. She moved on with her life. Nowhere mm-hmm. in her tweet was it like, go tell Netflix that they're wrong. Go tell this girl that she's horrible. Go make this person's Instagram a living hell in her DMs. Like, no, she... She is a grown woman. (laughs) She said her piece and we get to applaud that. But you don't need to then, you know, pick up the torch, as you say, and light fire to someone else, you know? I know. It just, unintended consequences. (laughs) Unintended. Definitely. And especially like this, the the actress, the young actress, she's young. She's She's a woman of color. She's like, you know, she's. She's starting out her career, and to get this hate from her from yeah. everybody because of Taylor Swift, like just kind of also puts a bad taste in people who aren't really Taylor Swift fans about oh, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, look at her crazy fans. She right. said one thing, and they went off the deep end. So yeah. I, I, and I'm the other sure. thing is like, sorry, oh, um, no, you go ahead. I clearly have missed my soapbox moment. With this I know we should do this more often, <laughs> but it's like. Everyone's always like, oh, I wish Taylor would speak out more. Like, I really wish she felt comfortable having her voice. Like, I really wish she would do. And like, finally, she does it. But now do you think she's going to make a passing tweet ever again? No, because she has these raving fans who will just just take things to the extreme in a really unfortunate and unattractive and unnecessary way. It's like, it's just, it must be frustrating to be her and want to be able to say, hey, Netflix, I didn't appreciate this joke. Here's why. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, wait, did I, did I, you know, give permission to my fans to act like, uh, you know, (laughs) unbalanced and just go for the jugular on people who really have no involvement in this. And it's just, to me, if I was in Taylor Swift's shoes, I'd be like, wow, I don't know if I want to do that again, because you guys are cuckoo for cocoa puffs I know. <laughs> that's oh my take at least. Ooh, i don't know <laughs> it's i've missed our tea time this <laughs> yeah. is definitely i think one that we need to discuss <laughs> yeah because it's know. like honestly is the joke misogynistic is it outdated yes is it the worst misogynistic outdated yeah. joke out there in the universe no. no. Is no. it the worst thing happening in the universe right now? Also, no. No. But I wish we lived in a world where Taylor could just like say what she wanted and I can be proud and happy for her to do that. But then it just like took a weird turn and it made mm-hmm. me feel uncomfy. And I just, 
it's mm-hmm. an uncomfortable position to be like, oh, I wish Taylor had been quiet. Like, it's like, I, I don't want that. But it's yeah. like, if the alternative is a bunch of teenage fan girls and boys like going after the wrong party, then it just makes me <laughs> uncomfy. I mean, thanks social media for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, that's the tea. This has been a wandering episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're bending to Taylor Swift's will. Yes, yeah. Like, we're wandering we're, through the we're like a willow the tree wilderness. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do because honestly, we never finished folklore. We never finished Lover. We um, never finished Lover. We never finished folklore. We haven't started we haven't evermore. Started evermore. <laughs> Fearless is coming. So out. I don't know what we should do. It's like maybe we can just jump around and do episodes we like. Because honestly, uh, yeah, you know what? It's fine. We can break down a whole album. We we're capable. So, anyways, you can find us on social media. We're we're back at things, hopefully, more mm-hmm. regularly. Um, we're at Swiftish Podcast on Instagram, at Swiftish Pod thirteen on Twitter. Um, if you want to see my rankings, it's yes. um, pinned in our Twitter profile. It's also under my <laughs> Instagram link. That's as close as we get to a swipe up. So you have to do a little work to find it. But yeah, I'll try. I'm and, sure it'll be worth it just to hate on me for a few. I'll more. try and do a linked tree. Yeah. Maybe I can get you know crafty enough that, and then we'll post about it. So we can just yeah. go to a link in our bio and then yeah. click on the post. I I try not. I've had some reactions to it, and it's you know thin skin open heart that's that's what taylor swift taught us and that's how i feel <laughs> well people can also send us an email if they want yes. at podcast at gmail.com but we are so happy to be right back up on here and getting back into the the swiftish mode of things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but until next time i'm ashley and i'm shelby and taylor happy um Women's History Month, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perfect.